0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network, Today's Issues. Is the name of this program. I'm uh, Tim with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Hello, Tim. Well, Fred and I made the uh show prep meeting this morning. Yes. Uh, you had a very important uh, appointment, didn't you, Ed? I had a dentist appointment. Yeah, can't Cleaning miss that. Check up. What's that? Can't miss that. No, oh no. Okay. No. What, what what I mean, I don't want to get too personal here. Everything check out okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everything was Just, just a cleaning. N- just a normal? Yeah. Yearly or bi- yeah, biannual, I guess. Biannual. Biannual, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so good to, good report. I just, well, Ed, Fred and I were just concerned this morning that you would come in and talk. Oh, no. No, I haven't had to do that for a while. But okay. You would be numbed or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I used to get these. I don't know why. But it's, uh, my wife, Allison, or maybe I would do it. I would schedule these this is a few years ago, schedule these, uh, dentist appointments, you know, like 11 o'clock, Ooh, 1130, yeah. you know, and that that's bad. Yeah. Cause then, then if you get a numbing, right. <laughs> you know, and then you got lunch, Oh no, that—that's you know what I'm saying. That, then you're talking with half your mouth, and, and you're trying and to chew, chew with half bite your tongue, mouth. tongue, yeah. you bite. Yeah, and side you side. don't see what's oh. happening there. You know, as you, you know, I don't want to yeah. get gross about it. Yeah, you don't see what's going on there. You can't. You don't have a mirror in front of you. Anyway, the moral of that story—and there is a moral—that uh, get your. I can't either, wait. Yeah, get <laughs> get your dentist appointments at. First I get mine thing, at
0: 7 a.m. First
1: thing in the morning, yeah. mm-hmm. or, or or middle of the afternoon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, anyway, we've got uh, Senator Roger Wicker on the way in a few minutes. Is that right, Fred?
2: That is correct. And he's going to be talking about uh, the impact of Joe Biden's vaccine mandate on our military. We've been doing a lot of stories on this. And Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi says enough is enough.
1: He's a senior member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Ex-Air Force also. Yes, and there's, yes. About, there's about two miles from us. Yes. Right yep. here. And so. he's from Tupelo, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi. Yep. All right, so uh, first story, Fred, what is it? First story. You guys remember the song, I
2: don't know, 20, 25 years ago? Probably more than that. Ray Stevens, Everything is Beautiful. Yeah, you talking yes. 70s now. 70s, yes. Yeah, yeah so a long time ago, Ray Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is, now it,
0: that song is right in my head. Right? Thank you, All right. In
2: its own way. If, there you go. Yeah. yeah. This... Uh, I understand from sources mhm this is the theme song this week for the Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, at least that's what, that's what we'll be hearing from Corinne Jean-Pierre, yes. the oh, press secretary. She's, she's
1: up this afternoon with another yes. edition of Gaslighting 101.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gaslighting 101. Well, Biden's economic advisors uh-huh. this past weekend. He has them? He has economic advisors? <laughs> he does. They ought to be fired, but <laughs> he has them. Corn pop is and, one of them, yeah. I think. <laughs> anyway, they're telling the world... Despite the reality of two uh, quarters of negative growth, which has been the traditional definition of recession for years and years and years, don't worry, guys. Everything is beautiful. Joe Biden yesterday, President Joe Biden speaking from a closet at the White House, (laughs) reiterated those words, but Stuart Varney, the Fox economic expert, is not buying it. Here's cut number 11.
3: We're not in a recession my view. uh, my, My hope is we go from this rapid growth to a steady growth. And uh, so, see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession.
4: Let's be clear, right from the start, we are in a recession. In the first half of this year, right. January through the end of June, this economy contracted. Right. That's two quarters. Okay, maybe not back-to-back back on Six the downside. Months. Who cares? Who cares about a technical definition right. of a recession? We are in a recession, and everybody out there knows it. And you can see from consumers' own behavior right now. Well, this This administration has a problem with reality. As you say, Afghanistan was not a success. The border is not closed. And gasoline is still $1.20 more expensive now than it was one year ago. They cannot afford to say, okay, we're in a recession, we're in a recession, because they know perfectly well they'd be slammed, politically and economically, slammed by that label, the Biden recession.
2: And I just have an Associated Press headline from just the last 10 minutes. Grim news from Walmart sends U.S. markets tumbling. Walmart is saying its sales are down dramatically because of rising prices for food and gas, forcing shoppers to cut back on discretionary items, particularly clothing that carry higher profit margins. The other big box stores reporting the same thing. That's just 10, 15 minutes ago from Wall
1: Street. Well, Walmart's still the number one retailer in the U.S., right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and they're, they're and they're saying what
2: they're predicting. They were predicting before the markets opened right. this morning uh, that their shares were going to be down about nine percent.
0: Well, listen, this is uh, this is all one big jumbled mess for the Biden administration. I'm guessing that a lot of that with Walmart and some of these other big box stores is because there are a lot of people having to juggle. Uh, Do we put gas in the car or do we go to Walmart for a second time this week? No, we're going to have to wait. And I think that's driving down their their sales. And like Stuart Varney said, nobody can deny out there, outside the White House, in real America, where people are suffering. Mm -hmm. They know there's a recession no matter what the administration says.
1: Uh, Recession... Uh, a recession has been traditionally defined as two consecutive quarters of what negative growth? Negative growth. Negative okay. Growth. I I you get into beyond that in economics right. I I fall asleep. Yeah. I just I can't. Uh, it. But I but I, I think what's more important to people than what a, what the definition of a recession is is the everyday cost of items of right. products of of things they're they're, they're budgeted or that that have gone uh 8 10 15 20% up. Right. Across the board. I was talking with so, somebody who works here, a couple people who work here and another person who doesn't. And they were complaining yesterday and the day before about the cost of their uh, electric electric bill. Oh, their electric bill? Yeah, because the of course the heat's been bad all over right. the, in a lot of part of the country causing people to use their air conditioning. Yeah. Right. And this person said, "I left it on seventy six or seventy seven, and still had three times what I normally pay. They like, yeah. pay, pay maybe a hundred bucks a month, and they were paying three or four hundred dollars or something like that." And I'm hearing that from everybody. I'm just wondering if that's about, that's going on all across the country. And, and that'll that'll keep you from going to Walmart or some right. of these big box stores the,
0: the way you normally would. So uh, uh, that's the point that you're making. A recession is not. An academic exercise. It's not an academic discussion to the majority of people in this country. It's real life. Yeah. They know it, and no matter what President Biden says, it is going to cost him uh, in November in the Democratic
1: Party. I think you'd do better by not denying it because you, 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 yeah. you, you know, everybody. Know, like Stuart Varney said right there, everybody knows mm-hmm. it's really bad out there economically. Yes, in a in our country they, right now.
0: I understand what you're saying. They're not fooling anybody. But the minute you admit that the country's in a recession, like it was said, like Fred was saying, it becomes the Biden recession. But also, you have to explain why we're in a recession, and then you have to go to the decisions this administration well, the, made day one okay. when he was inaugurated, and well, that's the war against energy.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, so so that, what you're saying is they they're gonna have to keep up the facade keep up the- I don't know what choice they have because well, they're well, not
0: going to change their policies that's the problem for them okay they can't reverse course on okay. f- failed policies because they have a radical wing to the Democratic party that is not going to look kindly upon reversing course on the green new deal or their climate change agenda mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't I don't think I think yeah. they'll have a war uh, an internal war if they you know, Transportation
2: Secretary Buttigieg let the cat out of the bag there a few weeks ago. Remember what he said in an interview: "Some pain at the pump will drive us more towards the green agenda." Yeah,
1: that's what he said. I think that's behind that's well, the that's behind the well, idea. Biden said that too when he's over in China, or right. was it no? I was in China? Where was he?
0: He when was, he was over, talking about the he, transition. He was over in
1: Asia somewhere, and he, he was talking about having to. We're we're, we're experiencing a transitional yeah. period. Yes. From uh, base, basically from fossil fuels to windmills. Yes. Is what he was saying. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Windmills and mopeds. <coughs> <laughs> Can we use a moped though? Because the mopeds, isn't that fueled by gasoline? you got to have an electric charge moped. I, can't, I don't think
0: America's moving
1: to mopeds. You don't think
0: so? No. When my wife and I go see my sister in Dallas, we're not going on a moped, okay. you know, like dumb and
1: dumber. Yeah. <laughs> well you can get how's that for a mental image you can get you one of those (laughs) one of those dog trucks like they had in that movie right yes Yes, and that's right
2: and nobody in maine is going to be driving a moped in january yeah yeah
1: duly noted you're listening to today's issues on afr tim ed and fred we thank you for listening to american family radio well Fred, you want to set the uh, topic now and the guest?
2: Well, uh, we have been doing a number of stories over the last couple of months of what's happening with our military, and it's not good. And it's not because of the men and women who serve in uniform. It is because of the policies of this administration. One of the big things that's affecting, and this according to the experts, recruitment, which is way down, for instance, the U.S. Army, Uh, Their fiscal year ends the end of September. Uh, They had a goal of around 56,000 new recruits. They've only met 40% of that. One of the big reasons is the vaccine mandate that Joe Biden has imposed on our military personnel. And one of those speaking out against it right now is U.S. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi, who is a senior member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. And we welcome him to today's issues. Senator Wicker.
3: Hello, glad to be with you, Tim, Ed, and Fred. And thank you for letting me highlight this issue.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, You're very concerned about this because it is having an extremely negative impact on our military.
3: Well, absolutely. And as you said, we're 60% short in the Army for this fiscal year. The Air Force says it's week to week in meeting its recruitment minimums. The Navy's paying bonuses of $25,000 25000 or, in some cases, 50000 to get people to re-enlist, we could be using that money to, to buy warships to uh, uh, increase our readiness, but but we're having to pay that to uh, volunteer people who just uh, are, are not willing to stay in the all-volunteer military if they're going to have to uh, comply with these mandates. And, and, of course, it's not just... The vaccines—it's the entire woke uh, strategy that that our military is is being uh, forced to endure. So uh, we're, we're we're trying to take action, but it does demonstrate how elections have consequences not only for the economy, which y'all were just talking about, but also for our military preparedness.
0: Senator Wicker, um, why do you think the Biden administration? I mean, we have. We have moved out of the pandemic stage. Uh, COVID is now endemic. We're talking natural immunity. It's going to be something that we're all just going to have to deal with, uh, however, we choose to do that. Why is the Biden administration remaining so stubborn when it comes to the military and forcing out? We're talking about possible dramatic sh- shortages in terms of the National Guard, of the things that you and Fred just mentioned. Why is the Biden administration? remaining so stubborn about this?
3: I think it's their mindset. But uh, but, but also, if, if you recall, in the, in the last few months of the Trump administration, uh, the Democrats were saying they weren't going to take the vaccines. They, they didn't trust the research. Right. You know, anything Trump did along those lines, they didn't trust. And this was right up at, to and including the, uh, the vice president-elect. And suddenly, when they took office in January uh, 2021, um, they reverted to form, and and they really do have a different mindset. I think from most uh, Americans out there in the heartland about what government can force you to do, and um, and so this is just part and parcel of their mindset that uh, a decision made in Washington D.C. Uh, that really doesn't make any sense anymore. Can be can be enforced. So we've lost 1,100 soldiers. We've lost 800 airmen, 1,000 sailors, and 2,000 marines. Wow. Because of the mandate, they have been separated, and uh, we've gone to court about it with an amicus brief. Uh, Senator Hyde Smith and I joined a letter to Secretary Austin. Uh, we've had press conferences about it. But we, at this point, we do not have the votes to reverse this because, um, uh, unfortunately, we, we did not get a majority in the, um, in the election back in uh, 2020. Hopefully, that can change.
1: Let me ask you this, uh, Senator Wicker. Uh, the, uh, I've got your press release here, and you were, you were just citing some of the numbers. The 2,000 Marines is stunning. You mean they're gone? They're, they're, they've left?
3: they have been separated because of this mandate okay. kicked out.
1: Okay. you also... and, and
3: then of course others are just refusing to re enlist. They said, well, uh, my, my enlistment's up. I've had enough of this. And you, also, <laughs> you know, Tim, the young people that are joining the military now are, um, they're very open-minded. I'm probably more open-minded than, than, uh, you and I were at that age. Uh And also, the military has been the greatest civil rights program in the history of the world. I mean, I I learned some great lessons uh, on active duty and in the reserve. But now they're having to sit through training sessions on transgenderism, uh, critical race theory. There, There was actually right after the Biden inauguration. DoD did a global stand down of sixty days to examine white supremacy in the ranks. Uh, they're having to go. They're having to, to uh, watch videos uh, on, uh, on on using the proper transgender pronouns. Uh, this is not why young people sign up to defend the country.
1: No, and and and. Uh, and... What you're saying? Su- also, we all know that there are many families in this country that are called military families, rather right. generational. They're you
3: know, absolutely, and it's where we get our best recruits.
1: Right, and so that the generation now looking to join, because of the things you just mentioned, all this woke garbage, you know, that's being, uh, you know, you you join up, and if you're white, you're told you're a you're a supremacist, right. you know? uh, and and all this stuff and transgendered stuff. Uh, just pushed down their throats. The, the the ones who are thinking about going in because Grandpa did and my dad did are now saying I'm not. It, it's not this. It's not the same. So I'm not going
3: to. People like like Roger Wicker, who's right, whose granddad was in World War One. Uh, uh, my dad um, is a World War Two veteran, and I've got a son that's a major in the Air Force Reserve. So. It's a, it's uh, at least four generations with but, us.
1: But if his son, and, if if his son, if your great grandson decides looks at it, you know, he may say, "I'm you know, I'm not signing up because of all this stuff." So
3: right, uh, uh, you know, six million hours has been taken out since February in um, manpower training on diversity issues. I mean, th- this is th- this <sighs> is just n- not something that ought to be done in the military, particularly because of what we know about it. It has been the great opportunity for uh, for minorities, for people who have come from disadvantaged backgrounds to grab hold of the American yeah. dream. And, uh, and, and they've just gone way over. But the, the thing that we might be able to uh, to succeed on in the near term is is this um, vaccination issue
1: yeah we're talking to senator roger wicker from mississippi he's a senior member of the senate armed services committee about um, the forced vaccination on our military personnel that biden insists on continues with despite as fred as ed said earlier we're not in a pandemic any longer we're in it's endemics is that what you call it and it's COVID is, uh, yes, it's out there, but it will be out there for a long time to come because it's now going to be like the flu or a cold. It's not going into the lungs, um, and not killing people. Like, it
3: will. well, I'll tell you another thing, Tim, uh, I, I, I think I've taken my last booster and I don't want to, I don't want to be, um, uh, <laughs> right. uh, making right. recommendations because right. I'm, I'm not a physician, but. You know, these vaccines have only been around about a year and a half. Right. And the science is still being developed on this. Um, Natural immunity, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. So let me just say I'm watching the science on this. And if you've got someone that's motivated enough to join the military to step forward in an all-volunteer force, uh, they're going to be watching the science too, and um, and and to uh, to be forced to uh, to put a questionable agent into your body in well, order to I don't, serve in yeah. a military capacity. Uh, it's something that an all volunteer force can say, uh, "I'm I'm just out of here."
1: Not only the recruiting, but also the kicking people out. uh right. which, uh, Fred, you've you've. Uh had a family member have to, uh, have to deal with what's yeah. going on there right yeah.
2: now. He, he yeah. is uh, uh, he's a member of the army, right? Uh, a drill sergeant, and he is in the appeal process right now. Yeah, and and one of those twenty four thousand, I think, have 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 said they they want exemptions from this vaccine mandate. And so far, the military is is playing real hardball on this.
3: Yeah, right. We're in court on a, on the um, religious. Um, uh, exceptions. I, I think most uh, service people probably uh, do, do not have those particular objections, but some do, and it ought to be resolved in court. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just it, it is a matter of top-down, um, big government control that is not getting us the kind of force we need. And uh, I, you know, I haven't noticed the world getting less dangerous. Lately, no.
0: um,
3: we had a, a classified hearing on uh, China today, and of course, we see what's happening with the back and forth in Ukraine. So the um, the world is uh, we we need these young people, and yeah. and and we appreciate their commitment, the fact that they would step forward, put themselves in harm's way, uh, and be committed yeah. to giving us our security and preventing war. Um, it, it makes me take my hat off to them, and we need to stand up for them right now, which is what Senator Hyde Smith and I and others are trying to do.
1: Uh, thank you, Roger. Appreciate it very much. Take care.
3: We'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir.
1: That's right. uh, Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi. Ed, your thoughts on this? Well, I I agree with
0: Senator Wicker, and he's uh, you know he he's been on the Senate Armed Services Committee. He served in the military. He has a heart for veterans and for men and women in the military, and uh, I think he's his heart's in the right place, and so is his head. When it comes to this, we should not be driving out members of the military. Uh, it, it would be it'd be one thing if we were talking about smallpox or something like that. That's that's very contagious, and you know, all members of the military have to have that vaccine because they'll be in close quarters. But we're not talking about that. And we're talking about something that has gone into the endemic stage, and we should not be losing either uh, through the front door or the back door members of the military when, as the senator said, the world is getting more dangerous every day.
1: I think this November, I know it's an off-year election, uh, not a presidential election, but I think this November will say a lot about where – Quote the American people are now the American people in quotes are, are divided pretty much. Uh, we've seen that the last since Bush gore right? Right, pretty much. I mean, we're pretty 50 50 across the country, it's red blue type thing. But if the Democrats don't have to pay for this kind of garbage that we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes with Senator Wicker hmm. and the kind of thing that where millions of people are flooding over our border and the Democrats don't care. All they want to do is uh, hand people stuff and 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 give them free health care and ship them to places all over the country. And the violence, in our, especially in our inner cities, just going out of control. I mean, completely out of control. Law officers are being attacked on a daily basis. Right. If the Democrats don't have to pay for that in the fall, and I think they will, but if they don't, And then maybe we've changed as a country fundamentally. we, We talk about that more on the other side. What does the American Family Association stand for?
0: We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform,
4: equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop
1: the erosion of godly values. Hello everyone, Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, an update on our Israel trip scheduled for March 2023. We're about a third full, so two-thirds remain. That is uh, the seats we have available for our trip to Israel. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited to take a new group of pilgrims across the pond, across the Alps, across the Mediterranean, and land our plane in Tel Aviv, bus to Jerusalem, and here we go. Again, that's in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, all we'll be doing and seeing, you can read about everything associated with this trip by going to twholyland.com, twholyland.com. March is a great month, typically weather-wise, to visit And so that's one of the reasons we schedule it for that month. Again, twholyman.com to check out the trip.
4: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is is to impart knowledge and then be able for them to take it and
0: turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five
4: years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them Really affect their lives and their careers. Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu/starnes. California school kids are about to mask back up. Culver City Unified School District announced it's reinstating an indoor mask mandate effective August first. The school district says they're concerned about the alarming number of China virus cases. There's also word Los Angeles County is preparing to implement a countywide mandate. The problem is the China virus cases are really not rising. It's how they're being reported that's the problem. You're in the hospital with a broken leg and you test positive for COVID. Guess what? You're a COVID patient. Democrats are going to be looking for any opportunity to sabotage the midterm elections. One surefire way to steal the vote is to implement mail-in ballots. That's how they did it in 2020 during the pandemic, and it's nearly impossible to prove. So pay attention, America. It's about to get very interesting. Got to read my book, Culture, Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at toddstearns.com. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God and an eternal house in heaven, not built by human
0: hands. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now back to more of today's issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to today's issues on AFR, Tim, Ed, and Fred. we thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net comments at AFR.net. If you want to watch this here show on that there internet, Quote from Ed. Then uh, you can uh, go to YouTube. Uh, We're not banned YouTube. We're not banned today on YouTube. I should say that to clarify. We didn't get banned yesterday, did we, Brent? We didn't.
2: No, sir. We're up and running on YouTube. Okay. We haven't been banned for a couple of days now.
1: (laughs) The last 10 days we've been banned twice. And Brent, our producer, has gone to bat for us and, and appealed the the banation and uh, the and and the and the somebody at YouTube said, you know what, Afr was treated unfairly. Yes, and we're unbanning them. Right, right. We're reversing course. I don't know. We're reconsidering recons- what we've done. Right, them. right. Did yeah. they did they apologize in a, in, a, in a way that like did they send us a gift certificate to the Outback or anything, from Brent?
2: I wished. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> they just said we banned you, but now you're unbanned. Correct. Is unbanning a word?
0: I don't think so. Okay.
2: It but is if you say it I'm, is, Mr. President.
0: Well, yeah,
1: I'm the president <laughs> of the ministry. I guess I can make up my own. Word. You know,
0: in the Old Testament, the, the the Old Testament, there were certain things. It was called being under the ban. Like when they when they took the city of Jericho in the Book of Joshua, mm-hmm. God told them, "Do not take any of the stuff of these people. It's under the ban." is a sentence of destruction. And that's, so that's kind of what, what YouTube and yeah. Facebook do to Christians and conservatives. They
1: put us under the ban. You know what? I, I would be willing to bet, if I were a betting man, that we're the only program that has ever been YouTube YouTube airing us, you know, not airing, whatever, streaming us live. Yeah. And this is it's only happened like three times. So they it's like YouTube is doing it all the time to us. But I bet we're the only program in America that has been uh banned one day, put just, back on the next. Just say unbanned. I like unbanned, that. Yeah. okay. Three days later, banned again, next day unbanned. Right. Because of our appeals. Right. Our, Wh- we- Tim, we're appealing.
0: Right. We are, uh, you know, Fred, too, all of us. All but I, w- I of us would like killing. to know,
1: I want to know, what, <laughs> I would pay, see, I would bet now I would pay yeah. to know what went on at the YouTube offices when they when they banned us. It has something to do with COVID and vaccines and IV. Yeah. Mectin. That, see, we did that so we couldn't get triggered <laughs> right with an algorithm. But we figured there's somebody listening and we, f- we think it's a summer intern. <laughs> Probably from Cal Berkeley or Harvard, <laughs> and they've been. To, they said, uh, "Hey, give her something to do. Tell her to go listen to that right-wing Christian radio." Right. We need to, you know, know what they're saying. So they tune in at ten. Yeah. Central time. Listen to our show. Got offended, started crying, and and <laughs> hey, said, "You're going to get us banned." And, again. and and they banned us. <laughs> and then their superior, evidently, told them, "No, you can't ban them for that." That's what happened.
2: I mean,
1: It happened twice. Yeah.
2: So Within maybe, about five or maybe six that, days.
1: Maybe that intern went back to school now, you know. Well. And uh, I don't know. But anyway, it's good to be. Uh, we're on YouTube and Facebook Live. Facebook Live, too. And it won't be long till we uh, have our own live video streaming service here. Uh, that's what we've, we've been, been
0: telling people that. I since know. Started. What year. do we
1: do? Our IT people tell us yeah. you're related to one of them. <laughs> tell, tell they are when, in the testing phase. Yeah, they tell us they're in the testing phase yeah. of our live video streaming service, and it will be along sometime. Yeah, in the uh, in the near future, right? Yes, just around the corner. Right. <laughs> kind of like a building project. That's right. <laughs> just like con- kind of like your checks in the mail when the contractor <laughs> tells you it'll be. F- We'll be finished with that soon. Yeah. What does soon mean? You know, exactly. All right. Um, well, each Tuesday when uh, we can work it out and Sandy is available, we like to have Sandy Rios on our program. She's Director of Governmental Affairs for our ministry. So re- <clears throat> she represents us in our nation's capital. And uh, she also has her own radio program, as all of you know. Sandy Rios in the morning right here on AFR from 705 to eight o'clock central time each weekday morning and uh, Sandy good morning
5: good morning, Tim and the gang how are you guys doing
1: have you we're doing great sandy you' have you as Sandy Rios in the morning have you guys been banned by Facebook or YouTube before
5: you know well I don't do video you know
0: oh you don't all right. so, oh that's you know, right you told me that when member. you took the job
5: that's the first thing sandy said
1: i will be glad to do a radio show but i'm not getting up at six in the morning or seven in the morning to put on a bunch of makeup to uh, do a live let's video let's just
5: amend that at five o'clock in the morning oh, five o'clock. At <laughs> well, that's five true o'clock in the morning yeah we're, yeah i'm fixing my makeup and putting yeah. on so, I'm, I, uh, yeah, anyway. yep.
1: so i said so yeah. sandy said i'm not doing any video I'll be glad to do a radio show, and so that there we are. So we don't have, I didn't so,
5: know it was going to save me from being banned. Right. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. A side benefit of not video streaming the yep. show. Um, uh, Sandy, I know that, that you mentioned this before. You're, you're friends with uh, Jenny Thomas, who is the wife of uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And uh, you and I haven't talked. I just asked you, can we talk about her? Because she's in the news now. The uh, January 6th committee, the eternal, the second eternal flame in D.C., uh, 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 has threatened to subpoena her uh, because of her, you know, her involvement with, uh, uh, I don't know, her involvement with what exactly. She just,
2: Jenny Thomas just was one of those who said, maybe we should question the results of the election.
1: What can you tell us about that?
5: Well, uh, Jenny has said that she was there that day. She's made that public. She was there on January the sixth, but she left because she was cold. She never went to the Capitol. Uh, Jenny also, her her sin, her her criminal act was to text Mark Meadows uh, and other uh, and John Eastman, who stood on the stage with President Trump. By the way, John's been my guest many times on the show. Mark Meadows, I know him well too. Terrible people, of course. Terrible must be must be destroyed. But uh, Jenny's one of them. She actually texted them. She actually uh, on those texts indicates that she thought there. She thought she believed the big lie. All I can say is Jenny Thomas believed the big lie, and that is that there was voter fraud in 2020, and she was trying to do something about it, and so she must be stopped. You see, and so they've extrapolated that uh, to um, at a decision that Clarence Thomas made. Uh, during the vote counting process, I believe it was the Pennsylvania case, I think, where he and Alito and maybe one other person voted to, sorry. Voted Mary to. Poppins coming down from the sky now? Or what was, that? That, is, was that, that? Is that a ringtone? Yeah, it's my ring. That's that is, my ringtone. That's,
0: that is classy. Yeah.
5: Thank you. I Thank mean, you, very much. you know, I have, some,
0: I have a ringtone from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you have you have classical music
5: <laughs> well, yeah yes, I do <laughs> well, anyway, um uh, what am I saying? uh so Adam Schiff and Liz Cheney uh have been very clear that what they try what I was saying was Justice Thomas and Alito and i, I it might have just been the two of them voted to have the Supreme Court here. I believe it was the Pennsylvania case because Pennsylvania had very some very audacious. Uh, a breach of their own constitution in the way they expedited their election in 2020. Um, and there were boy, tons of people in, in Pennsylvania were loaded for bear and had, had the, the facts, but uh, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is very liberal. And so they would not hear it. So everyone always says that means because the co- courts wouldn't hear it, that means there's nothing to it. But that's really totally false. They just never, they refused to hear the evidence. So Pennsylvania was one of those states. Uh, Justice Thomas and Alito, Justices Thomas and Alito voted to, to hear that on the, the Supreme Court, but they were the minority, so it never happened. So I think it's that decision where they think Jenny Thomas must have made Justice Thomas do that. It must be because of his wife that he voted that way, and they're going to get to the bottom of it by cracky. And so they want to bring her in so that they can uh, cause Justice Clarence Thomas to be recused from any future voter cases in sp- You know,
1: the irony here, one of the ironies here, and there there are hypocrisies all over the world. I understand it sometimes on the right, but a lot on the left. And that is this. The same people who say go after Jenny Thomas are the same people who say Hunter Biden's off limits. Mm, Right. Because he is, uh, he's not in the administration. Right. Right. That's what they say.
5: Remember, yes, remember what, they remember say. what Circleback mm-hmm. said? Exactly yes. what they say. Circleback <laughs> Jin
1: Saki. Huh? Jin Circleback Saki. Yeah. She said uh she said remember they went out, kept going uh, Saying they would ask her about Hunter Biden's uh, business deals with communist China and all over mm-hmm. the world using his dad's influence to to make millions and millions of dollars. This is not anything that's right. Out of the public purview now with this laptop. We know and the testimony that was given by his business associate The big money for the big. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much more you have to have to have some kind of investigation about uh, what happened because it's potentially scandalous.
5: So you're saying that he was not, he was, they're poo pooing anything about him because he's not
1: related. If you'll listen to anybody on, if you'll listen to any of the Democrats or left wing media pundits, they'll say, well, yes, uh, Hunter Biden's an embarrassment, but uh, he's not a member of the administration. Therefore, uh, he doesn't. he's not worthy of an investigation uh, or anything like that. So they'll excuse it like that. But Jenny Thomas, whoa, we got to go after her because yeah. she's the wife of the Supreme Court justice. Go ahead, Sandy.
5: That's a very good point, Tim. Excellent Why I'm here. point. <laughs> but one other thing that I, I think I pointed out with you guys before, but I'll say again. Jenny Thomas has been in politics since she was a kid. Her parents were activists. She was active in Eagle Forum long before she ever met Clarence Thomas. She worked for Dick Armey in the, in the house. She's an attorney. She's skilled. She's been lobbying and working on conservative issues for decades, and a few of those decades before she met Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas, on the other hand, the, according to the left, Clarence Thomas has no opinions he doesn't really know anything. It's only because of his white wife that he knows what to think about issues. That is the inference of this. Clarence Thomas, clearly, if you know his story, if you've watched the movie Created Equal, if you read the book about his life, he had opinions, strangely enough, before he met Jenny Thomas. Go figure. He had conservative opinions. He was convinced that he was wrong when he got into, involved with the Black Panthers and all the leftist, the communist stuff, which he was part of at one point. He had a radical transfer, transformation. He has his own opinions. And so to, in, to uh, insult both of them by saying that Jenny Thomas must surely have persuaded Clarence Thomas on his decision on the court uh, that the Pennsylvania case should have been heard is really just ridiculous on its face.
2: Okay. Yeah, Brad, you got one more question for Sandy? One more question uh, before Sandy goes. Sandy, we're told this morning that five Republican senators at this point have indicated that they will vote in favor of Nancy Pelosi's Respect for Marriage Act, which would make homosexual marriage the law of the land. Now, we know I think 47 Republicans in the House voted for it. Now we have five, so that means the Democrats only need five more senators to make this the law. Don't
1: you have 60? Well, that would give they, them 60. They've, they've, they've got, got five.
2: They've got all the Democrats. They've got five Republicans, so only five more Republicans need That's it. a lot,
1: though. I'm just saying that's a lot to get.
2: Yeah. Well, hmm. uh, I'm surprised that five Republican senators oh, got- are, are willing to do that. So, Sandy, what's going on here? Why, why are Republicans in on this?
1: Some Republicans, well, some.
5: Yeah, Fred. Actually, this is not new news in this in this sense. When I was president of Concerned Women for America, the thing that I poured most of my heart, my mind, and my soul into, which probably got me in a lot of trouble, was fighting gay marriage being codified in law. I fought it. My staff fought it. We had a few allies. Uh, it, there's a. It's a long story. But what we found was uh, when I remember sitting at a table with um, Bill Frist, who was the head of the leader of the Senate at the time. It was Republican majority, and Dick um, Tom Delay, who was the head of the House, uh, and just showing them information after information about how um, how uh, this was not popular, sorry, among American voters, and um, and so uh, we were sitting there, and uh, we gave them all kinds of information. It was Bill Bennett and me, and uh, um homeschool legal defense Mike m- Mike, Mike Ferris, Ferris. Uh, and a few other people uh who went in to to talk with him and we we pretty much persuaded them when push came to shove it was a political decision carl rove and the white house was pushing uh for uh you know a game they were fine with it they didn't mind because they thought it was politically expedient and so it, this is not new republicans have been terrible on this issue i was there in I went to DC in 2001. That tells you how long ago this was. And when I was there, we realized how many, uh, just how many um, Republicans were hiring. There was a real push at that time for homosexual activists kind of stealthily to be hired in high positions in Republican offices. Uh, President One of Tr- President Trump's, uh, President Bush's lead uh, advisors, whose name escapes me in the moment, was a closet homosexual, which Look, that's not the end of the world. I have to be clear that I think it's possible for someone to be a gay and not be embracing these radical pro- policies. Uh, but for the most part, I find that people in politics who are gay do push the radical policies. They do it, they do it stealthily. And then when they have the power, they do it openly. And so uh, all these offices were compromised. George um, Allen of Virginia was one of the first to be compromised in that way. So this is not new. This is not new. And uh, um, so don't be surprised if they get five more. I wouldn't be surprised at all because uh, all they care about, most of them, with the exception of only a few, all they care about is getting reelected and bringing in the money and keeping their power. That's all they care about. That's the number one priority. It's them, nothing more, not the country.
1: As always, Sandy, positive and encouraging, Uh, (laughs) just like K-Love Radio. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. Sandy brings it. She's she's a— Giving us a dose of reality right there. It is. It is, it's, it's it a, is it's reality. A, it's an. You know it, what? Uh, yeah.
5: I was. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm taking. I'm jabbering a lot, but I just want to reflect, if you don't mind. I, I was just reading in Ezekiel uh, a couple of days ago, and I remember this. I, this is something I got reacquainted with when I was at DC, and it's been a long time since I read these passages. But when God calls Ezekiel, He tells him He's sending them to His own people. They speak His language. They're His people. Uh, But they are hard-headed and they won't listen. And he says, but whether they listen or they don't listen, you must speak the truth. And he says it over and over again. Whether they listen or they don't listen, you must speak the truth. They are people who are hard-headed. They are so hard-headed they don't want to listen. But I will make your forehead harder than theirs. And whether they listen or they don't listen, you must speak the truth. And honestly, Tim, I think that's, that's... I think that's what we're, we have right. to do as no, yeah. Christians. I agree. Yeah, we just have to speak the truth no matter what. <laughs> and so that's what I try to do.
1: And, all right. and you do it well. Yeah, you absolutely. Do it effectively. I, I, I was just kidding around right there.
5: I know you uh, were. Yeah. I know that.
1: Okay. I'm uh, just
5: giving my reasons for it. But. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. And, you're uh, very welcome. Now, you're on tomorrow on your own show? <laughs> huh?
5: i am surprisingly yeah, I we've been missing sandy summer. rios
1: on the sandy rios in the morning show <laughs> well so. you know what
5: I, I do i've told my listeners what's what happened right, and, right. and so i'll be out another i have not told them i'll be out another week uh yeah. the last week of august because i'm going to have five days of radiation very small doses and i'm doing fine it's going to be absolutely fine i'm so blessed yeah so that's the story amen. in a nutshell
1: amen well m- uh many many people praying for for you thank you sandy take thank care you.
5: thanks guys appreciate it okay. talk to right. you soon
1: bye-bye um now uh the, the what you were talking about there they need 60 they the senate needs 60 to crack the filibuster right. correct on this uh, gay marriage what is this it respect called? for marriage act that's the what they've named it okay and, and they've got 55
0: Correct. Well, they got they got fifty Democrats, five Republicans say they will vote for it. They're working to get five more.
1: Now, same sex marriage has already been ruled by the Supreme Court to be uh, constitutional or acceptable by law. So, what what is this going to do? What
2: triggered? I'm, I'm I'm explaining what the Democrats are saying. They Fred triggered this. is
1: not an appropriate word in this age of gun violence. <laughs> so you come up with something over there. Well, the
2: de- I'm not triggered. The okay. Democrats,
1: the Democrats, they were tri-
2: upset,
1: right, in the
2: Roe v. Wade decision from the Supreme Court. Dobbs, yes, the uh, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, indicated in his writing on the decision that perhaps we can now take the same language and look at. The original um, Obergefell. Obergefell decision that was also
1: unconstitutional.
2: Yes, so that and, is and that,
1: might be, go ahead. that
2: is why the Democrats say they are doing this.
1: Okay, they want to quote codify same-sex marriage in law. Correct, and they've got they need six. That's five more Republican. I don't think they're going to find them. You guys may disagree with me on that. Uh, and I do know there is a libertarian wing of the Republican Party. Who, who would say uh, we don't? I don't, you know, whether two men marry or not, I don't care. And uh, or, are they would say I think it should be acceptable, even though I des- even though I disagree with it. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I the I, I see what you're talking about. Uh, I, I get the Obergefell the decision. What is that? Fort 19, uh, 2015
0: 24?
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there in the United States Senate but I, I think um, the what's going to happen in November guys right now it's going to be a red wave if you believe uh, what's, what's in the House of Representatives, mm. I'm not saying in the Senate necessarily. the Senate uh, is a lot closer. Uh, but with Manchin and cinema uh, not voting to uh, kill the filibuster the 60 vote threshold there. Uh, The Republicans have had a lot, have been able to block with the help of Manchin and sentiment, a lot of what the Democrats have wanted to do. Uh, But I get, I get, there is one thing that uh, I look forward to in November that I get emotional about. And that is um, Nancy Pelosi's uh, losing her place as majority leader in the house of representatives and handing off the gavel. Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you sort of a tear up there about that too? <laughs> I, Even though I know you're a hardened Italian, but do, doesn't it touch your heart?
0: Uh, it, it, it would soften, it would, it, it would, it would, would soften my heart greatly yes, it, to see okay. that.
1: Right. Yeah. Now that I, would, I don't know
0: that I would shed tears over that. I usually right. only shed tears over food, Right. Okay. but, uh, th- that would be right. You know, to not have to see her tear up a speech right. uh, on, on, you know, the State of the Union. Remember when she did that for President Trump? Yeah. I mean, to not have to see her at all. Yeah. Um, I, it would. It would be for me personally. Would. Would be,
1: and as you mentioned, would be one of the
0: right. top. Days of your life, you said. Well, I
1: said, yeah. To, to, if Nancy Pelosi is out as Speaker of the House in November, I've I've looked at my, look back on my life, and I've I've come up with. I think that's going to rank number number fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. In the most special moments of my life, and I don't know where you guys. You guys have lived longer than I have. Maybe you've got. <laughs> maybe maybe it's going to rank twenty. Well, I, I don't know where it would. she's she to she hand over the gavel until january right that's true right. she'd have to hand over the so we'll have two months just to soak in it right <laughs> rebel revel in her loss
0: i, I will say this uh-huh. one of the great moments and, and i i guess i have to sit down and, and rank these at some point right. mine was point.
1: 14 nancy pelosi out as speaker of the house would be number 14 go ahead though
0: i, I was going to say that the the aftermath of uh in the left-wing media after president trump was Shockingly, was elected on twenty sixteen. Oh, remember those montages? Yes, yeah, so you can
1: still go back and watch those. Yeah, you can still that I, I,
0: that that ranks up pretty high. The night he beat Hillary Clinton, yeah, it shocked the world. Yeah, and all these people, you know, did that crack your top ten? I, I, mean, I don't I know. know. You got... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to write things up. You know, the Red Sox coming back and beating the Yankees, right? And then that you got the of birth sports. of your
1: children. Yeah, yeah. I'd,
0: I'd right. say the, the the Red Sox winning the World Series probably tops my children being born, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think you got Come on, folks! Don't 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 email me. <laughs> I'm just
1: teasing. All right. <laughs> well, if the Bruins won, they would bump ahead of your kids <laughs> being born, probably. <laughs> but or, not my grandkids. Uh, let's be a tie. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, uh, uh, we'll see what happens there in November. But uh, the it's looking like the Democrats are going to lose the House, and the Senate is uh, questionable. All right, Fred, what, what do you get? Let's end with Two some, minutes go- left.
2: some good news. Uh-huh. You may remember the uh, pastor from Calgary, Alberta, Yeah. during the height of the COVID restrictions there in Canada. The
1: Polish. He's Polish guy. Polish guy. Yeah. And, pacif- pacifist.
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> he, boy, I tell you, he defied uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's edicts uh, that church services couldn't be held. He held church services. Right. Cops show up. They arrest him, the whole thing.
0: Viral videos of him saying... You, you Nazis, you, yes, you know.
2: you remember that. Well, the Alberta Court of Appeals has ruled in favor of the pastor. They've ordered all the fine money has to go back to him. Uh, it was wrong. and And now there's a technicality, but it doesn't matter. The technicality is the subpoenas, the orders that the cops were acting on named the church, never named him. Uh. Therefore, they said, no, uh, it's wrong. Anyway, uh, our own Steve Jordal has, has talked to Pulaski, Arthur Pulaski, a number of times, the pastor, talked to him last night about this court victory. Here's what he had to say. Wait, we don't have time. I'll tell you what, when Steve comes in after the news, well, we'll, I'd love for you to hear what he has to say.
0: Well, good, because Steve's the one who interviewed Yeah,
2: me. he is praising God, the pastor is, for the opportunity he has had to witness to people when he's been in jail. He well, says, it's all of the Lord. Well, So I hope you guys get to hear it after yes, the news. Yes, we will.
1: We'll play that after the, uh, Steve, that'd be good to have Steve yeah, comment Steve. on it since yes. Steve yeah. interviewed him. All right, so we're out of time for this hour, and we shall return in five minutes after the news with Steve Jordahl. Ed and I shall uh, be joined by Steve, our thanks to Fred for This hour and Senator Roger Wicker, Sandy Rios, and you for listening. We'll be back in a minute. Stay with us.
5: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not
4: necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.